This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On this week's show, we take a look at some disappointing performances, both home and away, and we talk about talk sport. Welcome to Barapod. Hi, Pat. Hi, Greg. Hello, Steve. How you all doing? I'm good. I'm excited. We've got a special guest on to cheer us up. Who's that? I'm a regular. I was going to hey, say, hey, I'm, a reg- hey. I'm a regular by now. I've been on a few, a fair few times. You're a, you're a what? I'm a regular. That's what they call you. There, there, he is. there he is. He's so, the regular. Someone had to fucking put it in. <laughs> um, I don't think Steve's going to cheer us up. No, I don't think I am. It's been a gloomy day, hasn't it? Well, we've had some quite good news. <laughs> Come on, tell us about it. Because I was, was, was going to say, I don't know that Steve, he, Steve's even heard or noticed on Twitter, <laughs> to be honest. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, x.com. No, Twitter. Um, well, if you're... if you're, To be fair, now that we're a part of this fan network, you might already know, because right at the beginning of the episode, there'll have been an advert and... There's a little thing, a little like clip says there. This is brought to you by the Talk Sport Fan Network or some shit. I don't know what it says. We'll find um, out when it comes out. We'll find out when it comes out. Yeah. So he say if you didn't already know, that would have been a bit of a surprise. Um, yeah, we uh, we've joined the the Talk Sport uh, Fan Network. They uh, they're looking to get um, fan created and run podcasts. For every club in the '92, um, so here we are. What does that mean? Does that mean we get more um, fees for doing it? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> fees? <laughs> no, on on that on the money front. Um, just so people don't think we're we're sellouts, um, we've. Uh, I don't think we're going to actually earn that much from the advertising. That our, our listener numbers, while decent for a little a little podcast for little Stevenage, um, it's not the sort of numbers that you're going to want want to have to generate any decent kind of income. To be completely honest, um, so anything that we do bring in is going to go to um, covering some costs because you know we do pay out for services like the one that we're recording on and such um and then if there's anything left over at the end of the day it'll go to the the uh borough foundation excellent 
because we, you know, we, we're not doing, we don't do this for money. As I said on Twitter, we did this primarily to have a moan about Paul Tisdale. <laughs> we are not, um, we are not for profit sellouts. Is that what you're saying? We are, we are, that's exactly it. We're not for profit sellouts. But you still moan at Paul Tisdale. <laughs> oh, we God. still moan now at Paul Tisdale. Now and again. Um, we're actually coming up on our second birthday. It's next week. Woo. Ooh. Yeah. Well, actually, it's not next week. It's 13 days. That's very much not next week. We're still kicking and screaming. <laughs> yes, yes. At the moment, yeah. Yeah. Uh, joining this talk sport thing could really be the death knell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. It also gives us a great opportunity to network with other podcasts in the network and... Um, you know, we we might be able to get a few a few guests on for who are fans of other teams and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think it will. I th- we've joined, so I don't think it's obviously going to be a bad thing. I'm quite looking forward to see what see what the future holds. For I'll us. get some Port Vale fans on, will you? And some Blackpool no. fans on. Come on, get them on. No, I'm already saying no to everybody. That's a good start, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, uh let's let's start with uh our our I was gonna say our friends from Staffordshire, but they're not our friends, are they? They're a bunch of arseholes. Uh Port Vale two, Stevenage two, uh TVC scored an own goal in the sixth minute. Um half time saw three changes. Um with Thompson coming on for Forster Kasky, Butler coming on for Nathan Thompson and uh Kane Hemmings coming on for Vidane Oliver. Um and then in in six quick minutes in the second half, fifty-two minutes, Jamie Reed uh scored an equalizer, and then uh TVC um scored to put us ahead uh, to cancel out his early mistake. Um, and you know, we, we, we posted a very, very saucy picture of him to celebrate that goal going in. Um, and then, uh, there was a, there was a, should we call it a contentious penalty at the end? It, it, we'll, we'll get to it. Let's, let's not, let's not start with, with that because I would know that Steve's wrong about this. Um, <laughs> As as the game on balance, uh, they dominated possession, they dominated shots, they dominated the pass success, dominated corners, they won the ball off of us more often than we won it off of them. Um, it just wasn't... Albeit we performed better in the second half, it's just very disappointing to go to Vale again managerless fail we might add again and not be able to beat them within 90 minutes because I've seen nothing nothing about them that says they're a great side they've got a couple of good players but they're not that great we should be we should be doing a job on them it happens doesn't it imagine what imagine what Hartlepool think of us (laughs) I mean let's be honest you know we've been awful and you know, we've been able to go to Hartlepool and or we've, we've even beaten Hartlepool 6-1. It happens. You, you get these teams that you just, they've really got the sign over you. And I think for whatever reason, I can't quite work out why Port Vale have done that to us this season. And it's, uh, um, I say they've done that, you know, they, they won. <laughs> but it's... Uh, 
over over the ninety minutes previously, they've been the better side over three games. But obviously, we won in the cup in the added time. Maybe a little bit fortuitous in the way that we did it, but uh, who cares? And and I just thought we we went up, we'd go up there this this time, and you know we'd we'd put it right. We'd we'd show them who is the better side. And didn't really do it, did we? That's the biggest disappointment, I think, is the manner of that first half performance because it was just almost all Port Vale. We showed very little. And then they managed to come back from that, win the first half of the second half, third quarter. Yeah, let's go with third quarter. And then you think, okay, we're 2 1 up. Just see it over the line now. And they couldn't capitalise on the other chances they created to take either a refereeing mistake or a last minute unfortunate penalty to concede um, out of the equation and be 3-1 up and out of sight. There's a mm. number of things we had in our own power to do better that we failed to do and that's what cost us a couple of points in this one and it's the sort of thing at the end of the season that really could count against you. i tell you one thing about this Stevenage team this year which is very different to last year. I wouldn't trust them walking my dog because we cannot hang on to a lead for Toffee at the moment. It's just, and, and honestly, I think it's that game against Port Vale, first half was poor, but you saw that with, I mean, Steve made the changes at half time and, and the second half, we were kind of coasting through quite a bit of it. I don't think they really had that many opportunities. Um, and then, you know, we just got, well, they nicked it at the end and we'll get to the penalty in a minute, but it kind of, at no point in that, even in that injury time, did I think, oh, I think Paul Val going to nick an equaliser here. I still just felt that it was just going to peter out to 2-1. We'd, we'd go home actually winning a, winning a game from not Stoke-on-Trent. And it was, it, was, it was just frustrating because we've had far too many of those situations this season where you know we, we've gone and not performed for 45 minutes. And then, like I think Shrewsbury was a good example of a game where we didn't perform well in that game, but we, we went and ground out the result. And that's exactly what you needed on Saturday. And it was just it was unfortunate not to come away with the three points. But at the same time, I walked away from it thinking probably didn't really deserve it anyway. I don't think we deserved the three points. Not because Port Vale were better than us, just I didn't think we played well enough. And in the end, you dropped two points there. Yeah, and there's been a fair few of those games this season where we've dropped points that come the end of the season could be could be vital if we do want to be fighting in those playoff places. Yeah, um, a draw a, a draw probably is a, f- a fair reflection on the ninety as a whole. Uh, it's just so disappointing that several times this season, as, as you said, we have had we have had this situation where we just unable to hold on to a lead. Um, we've dropped so many points from being in leading positions. I asked Chuds how many, how many, how many points we'd lost from um, winning positions back in December, and I think it was something like twenty at that point. So it's going to be a lot more now, and it's that's really poor, isn't it? It's really poor. <laughs> Um, we'd, we'd, I mean, if, 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 even if we'd have, even if we'd have managed to, to win half of the points that we'd, 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 we'd dropped, we'd be top of the table and probably a few points clear at the top. That's the difference. That, that's the difference between where we are and where we could be if we were just a little bit more resilient at the back. Um, and it's what, 
it's crazy that we're talking like this, to be honest, because we're so far ahead of where we expected, where we thought we might be at this stage. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk on Twitter from people, you know, having a right old moan and say and saying that you know it's pathetic that we're not being able, we're not shutting out some of these teams and we're not winning a lot of these games. And the entitlement of the fans that are saying this is is wild. We were nearly relegated season before last. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We were almost out of the football league. The, it's, in, it's it's insane how quickly the flip get the script gets flipped and people turn into expectant people who just can't take a, a slight run of bad form, isn't it? Unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, why can't people just take it for what it is? It's a little old Steve. Steve Evans will keep telling you that. Nobody wants us up there. We're up there. Um, we're fighting away. We're punching above our weight. It's, you know, we shouldn't be there. Uh, like like you just said, Nate, two years ago, we could have been, we could have been down in the National League and we'd still be there now. I've hastened to add. Paul, Paul Tearsdale really did his best getting us there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, there he is again. Why can't we, there he is why again. can't we actually celebrate what we are doing? Yeah, you know, we we, we conceded a, a, a late, late goal against Port Vale um, and we've struggled to beat them. This is Port Vale. Port Vale, are, you know, one of those clubs that have got a history. They've been... They've been up in the old yeah. Division One and Division Two, and uh, it, they're one hundred years older than exactly, us. Exactly, exactly. Um, and Stoke on Trent is far, far bigger than Stevenage in in terms in terms of geography, and it's 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 one of those you know. Yeah, let's just accept what, where we are and what we're doing, and let's. Uh, and, and let's just revel in it because I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, we lost. I was pig sick last night uh, at the final whistle. But you look back and you go, I'm not going to have a go at Steve Evans. Who am I to have a go at Steve Evans after what he's done? We're still seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, still seventh. Still got a game in hand against Cambridge. You know, the. And and like I said, you know, so um, the uh, the presenter that was at the the, the ground last night um, for uh, BBC Bristol was uh, we were talking um, before the game, and she she asked me um, what 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 our expectations had been pre season, and I was like, honestly, I don't know, I don't know about the. I don't know about the club specifically or, you know, gen- the general feeling among fans, but my thought was, as long as we're not drawn into a relegation battle, you know, as long as we're clear of that, I'll be satisfied. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's like anywhere above 20th, com- like comfortably above 20th, you know. As long as we're not f- scrapping, as long as we keep our heads out of that battle, I'll be happy. I was, I was hoping for like, I was hoping for a bit of what a a little bit of what Bristol Rovers have had this season where they're sort of winning some games you don't think they're going to win, losing some games you don't think they're going to lose and just sort of mid-table obscurity. You know, they've, they're on 43 points now and they're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get drawn into a relegation scrap. They're not going to get themselves into the playoff run. So their season's already over. And I was sort of, I was sort of hoping just for that. I was hoping at best that that's what we were going to have. So to be in the position that we're in is just... Wonderful. 
And sure, you know, we knew January was going to be, uh, sorry, February was going to be tough because of the amount of games, sheer number of games that we've got. It's not as bad as last February. <laughs> Stockport did us. I think Bradford did us. Rochdale did us. Rochdale fucking absolutely <laughs> ruined us last February. Whilst being, what, 23rd in the league? Be, but well, whilst being one of the worst teams the league League Two has ever seen, yeah. So I, I think we just need just take stock for a minute, calm the fuck down, people. <laughs> there was a lot of people in, in the north last night who I've like who I see regularly going right. These aren't people that have just started appearing recently. Who yeah. were just getting unbelievably angry at every single decision that a player was making. I mean, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. The only one I got angry at was, I mean, what the fuck was Dan Butler and uh, Walker, Guinness, Walker, whatever his name is. That free, that free kick routine was was hilariously oh, bad. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. Right. But nevertheless, we, we're, we're skipping ahead slightly. But what, what I wanted to mention was, is there was just like, it was almost like they were expecting what we did last year, every single year going forward. And... From yeah. my perspective, the only thing I can I can honestly say about and I agree with you, Steve and and and, and you, Nate, as well on on like Jesus Christ, calm down. We are where we are. We are what we are. The only frustration I have is is that I feel like with this squad of players, we've got a massive opportunity. Yeah, I actually do. I actually do think with this squad of players, there's an opportunity to make that playoff. And once you're in the playoffs, it is a bit of a lottery, right? It's one of those ones where yeah. we know we yeah. can beat anyone on our day. And all you've got to do is 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 win two of the three games and don't get battered in the other one. And you, you know you could go to Wembley and, and and get promoted to the championship. And us being in the championship would be absolutely ridiculous. So it's it's kind oh of oh god if you don't think if you don't think we get refereeing decisions now just wait until we're in the championship. But it's one, but it's one of those things where so I I I kind of get some of the frustration and I think there's some frustration that is probably legitimate frustration and we'll talk about. Tuesday night's game or to last night's game but but I think at the same time yeah like Jesus Christ chill out like there's we could be in a much much worse place and thanks to I'll Macclesfield d- appreciate it Macclesfield we're not I'll, I'll tell you what <laughs> if, if you were a Carlisle fan where would you rather be where we are uh, or where they you, are you'd, you'd be you'd be sick you're talking, you'd be ge- sick. You're talking geographically or because <laughs> it's the same it's the same answer <laughs> yeah. for both I mean to be to, as, as, as much as I dislike the club I I don't think I'd mind living in Cumbria somewhere. It's a beautiful country. Ages away from anywhere, though. Just not Carlisle. Hang on, what's bad about that? (laughs) You get into that. The further out of civilization you get, the better, surely. He wouldn't be saying that once he saw their broadband speeds. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Stuck on dial up, aren't they? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so. Let's talk about the penalty decision because I appear to be the only person who thinks it was a penalty. South of Staffordshire, anyway. <laughs> south, south, yes, yeah, south of Watford Gap. No one thinks that was a penalty. Um, I just... We don't have great footage of it. The only the only footage that we've got that's in a decent position is the grainiest, shittest quality <laughs> footage you're ever gonna see. Oh no, filmed on an Amstrad. Thing is, you can. We all know he put his arm up in the air. We all know the ball hit his fucking arm. Whether it's like 
near to the shoulder or not. It's hit his fucking arm. Shoulder. You can't... Shut up. It was high. You you cannot put your arm up like that in the box and not expect the referee to give a penalty unless you're... Unless it's a Stevenish player that's crossed the ball. It's just... it's it's, I, I just look... I've looked at it so many times. I'm just like... All of you people saying that is not a penalty would be furious if that wasn't given against Stevenage. Well, go, let's, go, let's, go back wasn't to given for Stevenage. let's go back to Portsmouth. No, but that's not a penalty either. <sighs> that's not a penalty though. Because he's the problem is, right, the rule is I, making your body bigger by putting your arm up in the air. That's what the rule is. Whether or not it's right, the rule is if you're making your body bigger by putting your arms in the air and it hits as in an unnatural position, then it's a penalty. That's exactly what happened with Butler. The Portsmouth one, lad's hand is literally down by his arm. It hits his it hits his arm and goes out. That was going in. It was going in if it hadn't have hit his arm. So I feel like the rule should be that if it hits your hand, it's a fucking handball. I don't care whether your hand's in front of your face. I don't care whether you've got hold of your dick. If the ball hits your hands... It's a penalty, or it's a free kick, or whatever. That's what it should be. The problem is, you think... Just remove, remove any fucking confusion from the rule, right? You can have instances, the rule though, where... as it is right now. Uh, sorry, Nate. You can have instances where players will literally be, like, kicking the ball at players, trying to hit their hand if no, you go down that no, route. No, you won't. You are. You genuinely will. You will. Trust me. No, you will get players who, like, if they're in a wire position or just coming into a box, they'll just, like, try and chip it up onto someone's hand. The biggest problem I had with the Butler one wasn't... I had, like, I've seen about 25 different views of it. I have absolutely no, no idea what part of the body it hit. My problem with Butler, and I tweeted this at the time, was... You know, when that cross is coming in, you know, if you put your arm in that unnatural position or you put your arm up, you're making that linesman. And that linesman was fucking itching to put his flag up. He yeah. could not have put his flag up quicker. But you're you're forcing them to make a decision whatever part of the body is hit of you. So why, why like, I know you're trying to block the cross, but you can do that with your arms down by your side. And if you don't, you've still got a good chance that Pidge behind you or whoever's playing centre-half at that time is going to head that ball away. So I just don't see why putting your arm up in that unnatural position, I just do not see the benefit of it. You're just making the referee or the lino make a decision. And let's face it, they fucking wanted to make one. They were itching to make it. I'll go. I'll just put a little bit of a different slant on it. Uh, You say his arm was in an unnatural position. I I think, and I can see it more from that grainy, shitty old coverage from behind the goal, that Butler was actually stooping and trying to head it and missed it. And then it come off his shoulder. But he's fucking Superman. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he's trying if, to get his head if, on If McGillivray had done that, you'd be like, what a save that is. But then, on top of that, the way that ball has come off of him, it's not come off a fleshy bit of the arm. That has come. Oh, give over. That has come give off the over, point of the Steve. shoulder. That's come off the point Fuck of the shoulder. Snake. Give over. I've got no idea where it, where it hit. I've literally got no idea where it hit, but I still his maintain. Arms like, his arms like this. Why, why, why is his arm like that? Why? Why? Like you know, it's just in this his arms should be up like that. You- you have your arms down by your side and you jump like a salmon. That's the only way you can not get <laughs> not get a, I, I, away with it. 
I tell you what, Steve, if I'm going to head that ball, I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, I'm not sticking my arm out as I do it. I'm going in like that, just sticking my head out. <laughs> I let, it, it's, it, at the end of the day, it's fucking, it, it's, it's a mute point. It was a penalty and they fucking scored it. We, we should probably talk about how shit Pidge's header was. Oh, was uncontested. Did you see that? Uncontested, completely free header, and he's fucking headed it sideways, straight to the fucking knobhead out on the right wing. He's crossed the ball did in. Did you see Macca? Um, as soon as that penalty was scored, yeah, furious when he just turned round and he was letting somebody have it. And I think that could only have been Pidge. Oh, he was absolutely giving it to Pidge. Yeah. yeah. Um, Poor header. And Pidge, honestly, <laughs> like. I, I don't want to really talk badly about Pitch because I love Pitch, but he fucking deserved it. Because I tell you what, he clears 30 yards on some of those headers he gets when he's uncontested. How has he managed to fucking shift that five yards to his left? Awful. <laughs> Awful. No, like like Steve Evans, who are we to have a go at Pitch? He's just, yeah, you no. know, for what he's done for us. He, he, Absolutely. You know. If anyone's Absolutely. got some credit in the bank from the odd mistake. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Pidge has got Pidge has got a fucking his credit limit is enormous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A proper a proper winner, leader, proper yes. leader. Um, should we move on to Tuesday? Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we lost that three fucking two to Bristol fucking Rovers. Oh, from 2-0 oh. from 2-0 up um, I've said this a few times now and I'm getting fucking bored of saying it but why can't we play really well for more than 45 minutes at a time <laughs> at least we started I'm well so fucking one. sick oh, of it I'll be honest I think Tuesday night was one game where, I, and I listened to, to your interview after the, after the game Steve and, 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 and Steve came out and said you know we were complacent um, you also blame the referee. I think the first first thing he said was blaming the referee that was it Evans not getting sent off. But that's a kind of moot point in my regard. But he was talking about complacency. I actually think Bristol Rovers, 2-0 down 23 minutes into the game, they went mm-hmm. and realised actually this this shape is just we're just gonna keep getting beat. And they went and changed their shape. They brought on Scott Sinclair, they gave themselves some width. And we didn't at all at any point, whether it's half time or, or anywhere through the first half or the second half, we just didn't adjust to it. And and that is that is the kind of thing that they've just come and did a number on us in the end. Which when you tune up at home, that you shouldn't be having done. And that's because that's exactly what they no. did. And, and we had that, a really nice spell. Not, sorry, Steve, gone. Sorry, Greg. Is that not complacency as well? Because. <sighs> It's 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 both, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's both. It's complacency it's from the players though. on the pitch because we've cruised to a two nil advantage. Oh, okay, they've 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 got that they've got that first goal back relatively quickly. You know, five minutes later, um, and only a couple of minutes. Well, like a minute after that first their their, their 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 substitution happened. So it's complacency because we just we think we're cruising. And even I saw people saying that oh, as soon as they made that change, that they were on top from from then on. I don't I don't agree with that. I think for the rest of the half, it was very even. It was quite open. But they, and you could see they were coming more into the game and, and slowly sort of bringing up their amount of possession. 
However, it's I think so we still much. had really good opportunities. They had so much time second. on the flanks, though. Like the overloads they had in the flanks, because we yes. were playing so narrow with a diamond naturally. Like the, the, yeah. the overloads they had on the, in the flanks, and if you look at, I think at least one or two of their goals came from those positions. And and that's mm-hmm. like yes, yeah, so I agree with you. They weren't they weren't absolutely dominating us, but you wouldn't really expect them to dominate us. But they they were matching up in the right way. And at two one, I, I remember literally at the time at 2-1 it was just after we had a really good spell just in the early part of the second half where we had a bit of pressure down I think mostly down the right hand side a few long throws so on and so forth I think the keeper made a decent save I said after that next goal wins this game I said, whoever scores the next yeah. next goal will go on and win it. Because it just felt like yeah. it was on a, on a knife edge at that point. But at no point did Steve make any tactical or any substitutions to, to try and stem the flow. He didn't look at, okay, they're no. playing differently now. We need to match up in a slightly different way. Whether that be going to three at the back or whether it be playing in a completely different... They, they were very much like, well, we'll just continue doing what we're doing and, yeah, and invite cause, almost cause invited them on. And, and yeah. it's, it's so, quite unusual as well, isn't it? Um Saturday, for example, we were one nil down at half time, and I, I always say to Dean, if we're in, you know, a, a goal down at the break, we will do something to change yeah. it, and we will, we won't be far away at the end, and it nearly happened on Saturday. Didn't happen yesterday, and when the substitutions no, were made, they didn't affect. They didn't affect what t- happened on the pitch. <laughs> It, it, it was too late. Yeah, it was it was it was too late. What 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 Rovers did really well, like like Greg sort of started started saying, is they, so they brought off they were they were playing sort of a, a a three a three sort of four one two kind of way. Hunt and Gordon were playing as wing backs, but they were playing really high up the pitch, so it isolated that back three, and we put a lot of pressure on that back three. So they reacted by bringing Elkan Bagger off, who's you know fantastic. He's very, very good central defender. Um, shifted Gordon um, to left back. Wilson went out to right back. Um, obviously, put Scott Sinclair on. So they moved to sort of more of a four. A four three two, sorry, so four two three one. So they had Sinclair, Thomas, um, and Brown across across sort of that attacking midfield area with with uh, Brown and um, Sinclair playing wide, and then Martin up top on his own, um, and then switching to that position and Brown putting pressure on Butler and um, Sinclair putting pressure on Van Kooten, it drew um, it drew Freeman and Forsakaski out really wide. Which just opened up the middle. Mm-hmm. It just opened up the middle of the park for um for for that midfield sort of trio of Thomas Evans and uh, Conte just to play through us, just absolutely play through us for the for 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 the second half entirely, and you know for towards t- coming towards half time. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a player have so much time on the ball to do what the fuck he wanted with it as Thomas on. Tuesday night. I can't remember. I can't remember us putting a tackle in and tackle it in on him and actually winning the fucking ball off of him. Good player, wasn't he? Just, just ran us, ran us ragged. And I feel really bad for Finley Burns because he just got isolated. Mm. He was trying to sit in front of that midfield, that sort of defense, defense, be 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 in that hole. And he he was dealing with three players alone because Freeman and Forsakaski were busy elsewhere. And frankly. Jordan, who the fuck knows where Jordan Roberts was? Jordan Roberts in that first 25 minutes was fantastic. Back to Jordan Roberts from last season. He was everywhere. He was positive. Jamie Reid, the same. 
ball at his feet, running at defenders. I said, I said a couple of times, like he's angry running tonight. Mm. He means fucking business. And then it all went to pot, and they were both they both just disappeared in the game. No idea where they were, just isolated out of the game completely from that point on. Um, and it was it was woeful. And like like we've said, you know, the changes seventy three minutes. It was six minutes after they got their got their third goal that we we made our first changes. We should have been making a change no later than fifty five minutes because you've got ten minutes of that first half. Second, sorry, the first ten minutes of the second half, and Vale. I thought Vale were just comfortable. Rose. Uh, no, and I, I thought they were. I didn't know that. I didn't think they were going to come back and win necessarily. But I didn't think at that point we were going to win unless we made changes. Now it was twenty minutes before we made a change. It was too late. And the game even, was already gone. And even the changes that we made didn't really change how we were playing. It was very much like for no. like, like we we took off Hemmings yeah. for for Oliver, made us go a little bit more direct when we had the ball. But in terms of the. Mm-hmm the formation that we were playing wasn't any different. So the issue that we had with Forster Kasky and Freeman being dragged out wide and having them having space in the middle of the park was still the same because you're saying yeah. you're swapping those guys or a few of those guys out, but you're still having the same problem. Tactically it was, I think I tweeted saying it was negligence. That might've been harsh, but it, it felt like there was just, there was no reaction and that's not what we see from Steve Evans and Steve alluded to it in the um, you know, half time. We ring changes if we're one nil down. Like he's not afraid to go and do that. He's not afraid to look at how the game is playing out and change things tactically. But he didn't do that at all last night. And we had warnings of it in the second half of the first half. So it was, it wasn't like, you know, we went, went in at half time thinking we're two, two nil, I think it was two one, whatever it was at the time. And it's all hunky dory. Like we're playing brilliantly. We're, we're smashing them out of the park. Like we were in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. The warning signs were there. We just didn't react to them. A fair play to Bristol Rovers. I, I, you know, I thought they did a, they did a job on us after 25 minutes. They were dead and buried. They were mm-hmm. awful. They were an absolute yeah. shambles. And um, he made that change, <laughs> and straight away yeah. he got a reaction from them. And yeah, yeah. you know, you, you I am um, take your hat off to him. Absolutely, absolutely. I wrote on my uh, team sheet this lot of shit <laughs> and showed it to showed, showed it to Dino on about nineteen minutes. So you jinxed us. Thanks for that. Yeah, I've got a habit of doing that. Mm. Whenever I say anything about the opposition being shit, we usually lose. <laughs> I mean, if we but conceded those I, two goals. We we would well the place would have been an uproar last night because their defence yeah. just didn't know what they were doing. They did not know what they were doing, and uh, he took that Elkham bagger off, and I felt sorry for yeah. him because uh, he just looked totally out of place. He's the lad that was at, at Gillingham. Gillingham. He's on loan from yeah. Ipswich, isn't he? Um, yeah, he is yeah. a big up and coming centre half. I'm sorry, not I, last um, night's performance. If if I could have signed literally one player. In the summer, I would have said we should do everything to go and get Elkan Bagger. Mm. He's, a, he's a brilliant centre back, and and yeah, he, he he got a little bit. He was a little bit hard done by because he hadn't even played that badly up until that point. Genuinely, it's just the, they got the they got the tactics wrong. He he was the one that had that, that came off. But even the goal, even the goals. Um, you look at the you look at the goals we scored. I mean, both came from set pieces. You know, none of them. We weren't carving them yeah. wide open in open play. Yeah. First one from a long throw that took a, a relatively fortuitous bounce. You know, was, yeah. didn't got past the first man, and the second one was I think Butler from a deep free kick. And so it wasn't a case yeah. of we were 
you know, we were absolutely outplaying them. Yes, we were we were by far the better side and, and deserved to be 2-0 up. They didn't really have a sniff, but you know, there was two goals from set pieces that, that got us uh, to I thought I think you'd be I think I think you're being unfair to us. I think we were literally outplaying them. We're outplaying. We we're, we're outplaying. Absolutely, we were absolutely running them ragged. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. The goals came from set pieces. Um, well, you know, the first one certainly came from a set piece. The, the second one, sort of, you know, your ball came in, it, it dicks around for a bit, and then forced the lashed it in. But. Um, some of the play, some of the passing moves, some of the, the dribbling at defenders. I think we we terrorised them. I, I remember the first saying 20 to Dino, minutes, twenty-five minutes. I remember saying to Dino, you know, who says Stevenage can't play football? They were knocking it around, and yeah. if the truth be known, probably overdoing it um, at times. Yeah. But some of the football mm-hmm. was great, and I, I I really enjoyed that opening twenty-five minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, and parts of the second half as well. I mean, their keeper mm. made four or five saves. I know their keeper was he, great. He didn't have to do an awful lot for some of them, but we were certainly creating the chances and it was there was some good movement. And I and I still I still think the unsung hero at the moment is Nick Freeman. I think he's he was very good again. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been our top performer over the last two or three weeks. Everything everything we good do, do well going forward at the moment. He's involved somewhere. He's, fa- he's found a place in, in the way that we set up now with the diamond, I think, suits him a lot better. I think he's I, found a position just, for him. I really now. hate the diamond. I, I hate... I, I'm not... A, the, the biggest problem I've got with how we set up at the moment is I don't think Steve knows what his best 11 is. I, I don't I don't think if... if, if I, I don't know how, how many injuries we've got. I don't know what's going on with Lufa. I'm sure there's other factors that are why we're choosing the teams we're choosing right now. But I don't think... Unlike last season, when you knew what that eleven was going to be, pretty much week in week out, I don't think it's the same this year. We well, certainly did few... by the end of the season, didn't you? Because I think yeah. some of the signings weren't up to what we'd seen no. in the first half of the season. So you pretty much no. knew what your side was going to be. The, Jan- the January business was pretty poor, right? And yeah. but I do, I do think yeah. if you if you if you said to all of us, "What's our best eleven right now?" with that diamond, we probably all have different different choices of teams, and I think Steve would probably have his own choice as well. It's, I just don't think we have that same that same confidence. Like, I mean, TVC is not a right back. Luf has got to get back in, but then are you going to drop TVC out or put him in midfield and take Finley out? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, Finley, Finley needs Finley needs to sit out for a few games. He's not performed for a month. Well, I, d- I don't like. I don't like TBC at right back. I don't like him at right back, and I love I don't TBC. Even, I, um, I think he's he's a class act. He's our he's our thoroughbred, isn't he? But I just it just doesn't work for me at right back. I thought he was alright today, generally. He's not playing right. for a player playing out of position. It's very it's very clearly not his strongest position. I thought he did alright. Not not great. But he, like, for instance, like he didn't make any mistakes that have cost us a game. For instance, the issues have come from elsewhere. I think he did did pretty well up against Scott Sinclair, who you know, it might have been a long time ago, but he has had pre- pre- uh, Premier League chops and things. So. With, with a diamond, I mean, if you look at their first goal, it came down the left, and it was a simple one-two, and no one got near the guy it was Abysmal. shocking but that's the problem with Diamond because you are going to have your full bombing on especially Butler who loves to get forward 
Um, and I just, I just don't think the diamond helps us because the the issue with the diamond there for me is that Finley Burns doesn't drop into in between Sweeney and Pidge so they can push a little bit wider to give mm. us that cover. Van Cooten, you got coming forward. Butler, you got coming forward, and Burns is still still pushing forwards as well. Where if if one or both of those are going, he needs to drop back because we because it's those times that we get isolated. Um, Forster Kasky, you know, will will push wide on the left. Freeman will push out wide on the right. Roberts will Roberts floats around all over the place, you know. And I know that's his role. That's fine. That, that's not a criticism of him. Um, necessarily um when because when he's playing well you know he's picking the ball up on the right he's some intricate passing out there with like Jamie Reed or with with uh, Freeman or someone or with Luther or hopefully no longer TVC um and then and then the opposition breaks and the ball's bypassed Finley Burns because he's he's too high up the pitch now that's that's got to be tactical because it's got to be a tactical thing where they're not telling him you need to drop in when the fullbacks are roaming forwards, and I don't, I, just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why we're so, why we're constantly allowing ourselves to be so open at the back. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason they had more threat down the left than down the right is because down the right hand side, Nick Freeman provided a much better shield out there when their yeah. fullbacks got forward than we saw down the left hand side, and it was kind of mm-hmm. Reed, maybe Roberts, JFC quite a bit, but sometimes they all left him. And Butler yeah. was screwed, and that's certainly how the second goal, the sorry, the, the the goal from Thomas came about was there was a two on one out there. People rushed out to get there to help, but it was too late. They overran it, which let him cut inside and just curl it around the keeper into the far corner. It was a nice finish, but it's a finish that if we'd have been structured correctly to block that out, would have been much more difficult for him to manage. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, I, I'm also going to say it, considering the uh, the ref we had yesterday, uh, Mister 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 Gill, um, who we've had we had once last season, and he was fucking abysmal. I thought he was alright yesterday. I don't really think he did much wrong. Thought, he could have. Thought he was alright. I th- I think I, th- I, I irritatingly I think Steve was right in as much as he probably shouldn't been on the pitch by the time he by the time he scored because you know his first one was a very obvious yellow card he got it and then he and then he committed about five more fouls before he scored that goal you're talking about 21 right 21 yeah uh yeah evans um he probably probably should have been dismissed for persistent fouling but you can't you can't blame the referee for not making that dis- um, no, not making I, that decision I, I, and I losing, their, losing the either, game. In fairness, I don't think he did. He he just made a valid. Point. Sounds like he did. No, he made the valid point. You know, he shouldn't have been on the pitch. Um, um, it was yeah. a, I think it was just because it was the first thing he said. <laughs> the first thing yeah. he said. It was first first thing he said to you was like, "Oh, the, the guy should be on the pitch." And I was just thinking, "Fuck's sake, Steve! Like this bigger this bigger fish to fry here. Come on." Hey, look! If he was if he was having a go at the ref, that would have lasted an awful lot longer than it did. <laughs> like last Saturday, for example. I think, I think, I think Evans needs to change his changes, change 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 the tune a little bit. I'm getting really bored of hearing him whinge about the refs. Like we know, like like he said, like you keep saying, Steve, we know what's happening. 
Like it, it, we can't have had this many abysmal decisions over the course of the season for it to just be incompetence. There has to be something else. Like I can't, I don't, I don't want to say there's corrupt, straight out corruption, but something weird's going on that they've obviously got some kind of little vendetta against Steve Evans. I don't think it's a thing of, oh, we don't want little Stevenage up there. I think it's. Evans keeps fucking absolutely panning us. I said this. I said this after the Portsmouth game when he, when he went absolutely. I can't remember who the referee was, but he went pretty crazy. And right, whole whole interview was dedicated to how shit that referee was. Yeah. Basically, I, I said after that game, I was like, I don't think this is going to do him any favors. And I understand his frustration. No. I completely understand it. We all understand just it. Stop all, talking about him. I just I just don't think it's going to help because they're all mates, right? They're all they're all part of their right, own of little referee clan, and I just don't think it helps. But um, and this has got to be the first game in Steve Evans' history that an opposition manager's got booked and he hasn't, isn't it? Surely. <laughs> Two in a row, in fact, at home. Is it? Oh, okay. night all right. so, second game, yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> but it took us by surprise both times. <laughs> but I just, I, just, I just wish someone would go to him, look, Steve, let, what you're complaining about them constantly isn't working. It isn't making anything better. Arguably, things are getting worse. Let's just give them, let's just fucking not talk about them especially if they're awful. Don't talk about them. Do not talk about them. And maybe, just maybe, one's going to cut you a break for not having panned him last weekend. Yeah. As a side note, could the referee have walked to the halfway line any fucking slower? For that oh, no, he couldn't. It was that 95 did, that minutes, really that, it was like a wrestling entrance. It was just took forever. That really did one. That really did wind me up. He was having a conversation with the uh, linesman. So. I think the reality of it is, is even if he'd have got over quicker, the conversation was still going to take as long as it took. So he wasn't going to get play resumed any quicker. Uh, but yeah, like in the 95th minute, can you look any more un- unbothered about what you're doing? <laughs> it's a whole like 4,000 people standing in the rain ready for home. Come on, mate. 95 minutes. Let's get this going. <laughs> mm-hmm. but interestingly, was it the Portsmouth fans... Or was it the Blackpool fans over the last month were saying that Evans is a disgrace on the touchline? All he's doing is trying to win the referee over and to, you know yeah. intimidate the referee into making decisions for him. Does yeah, it, it work Blackpool. that way? I don't. I don't see it was, that. It was. It, it, it was. It was Blackpool, and they're fucking. They're a bunch of fucking idiots because. He screams at the fourth official for eighty-five of the ninety. Mm. So, so, so do eighty percent of the managers in the football league. Uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, everyone does it. Yeah, any any sniff of decision, they'll be on the fourth official. Of course, they will. He's an easy target, um, isn't he? And um, he's a, yeah, he's an easy target, and we're we're learning the hard way, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's let's. Uh, I don't know, let's fucking talk about something else. Pat, do the news, mate. Before we go to the news, can we talk about the goalkeeping situation? Because it came up again Uh, on the terrace. And I'm just interested in Steve's take on... Was he surprised that we were looking to upgrade on Tay based on what we saw over the first half of the season? Because I wasn't expecting, like... to be a big need for that change in the transfer window. And I haven't seen anything since we made the change to think that things are any better. I'm not saying he's worse, but I don't know. What's what's your take on it? And what do you think... Why do you think Evans has done what he's done? 
I don't know. <laughs> um, I've got to be honest. I think McGillivray's coming for a lot of stick. Undeserved. I don't think he's... I, <laughs> okay, Nate. I don't think we've... Um, you know, he's not as bad as people have made him out to be. And then last night I did see the comments about maybe it's the he's affecting the defence and the, the, the rest of the defence. Um, and that's something that we probably, probably don't pick up on on the touchline. For me, he's done nothing wrong as a goalkeeper. I think his, distribu- his distribution is pretty good. He's made some worldly saves. I mean, that save at Port Vale last week was... Yep was one that you'll talk about for a long time. Um, you do have to maybe think that he's not settled in with the uh, with the back five. Or, you know, having said that, he hasn't played with the same back division at all, I don't think, since, uh, since he's come in there. They've been chopping and changing. Would he have settled in at the start of the season better than he has now? Uh, but I, I don't. I, I think it's a smokescreen. I don't think there's a problem with him. I don't know why Tay has been left out. I can only think that something's happened that we're not going to be privy to, um, because Tay was playing great. He was he was settled into that berth, and, and nobody was complaining about him. And I, I just it doesn't make sense to me that you just. I thought it might be there'd be a bit of rotation in there, but it doesn't look like there is, does it? It doesn't seem that way. And I was wondering whether, like, you know, he's out of position or reacting late to stuff from the shots from distance in the last game. But I watched the highlights back and I didn't see anything glaring on that. The no. only thing I noticed during the game was Dan Butler shepherded one back to him. Yeah, that was bad. And he was expecting <laughs> him to come out and collect it and he just stayed there. But, you know, it was like old Daisy yeah. Daisy. He got pinned on his line as well. And there was a bit of a disagreement after that shall we say but that's not glaring and it certainly didn't cost us a chance or anything in that scenario so yeah I, no. think, I think the reaction to it has been a little bit OTT as a lot of them have been recently but also I was surprised to see Tay dropped and certainly I didn't see it from the performances so far yeah go on mate give it your best shot he's not as good as Tay maybe look I, th- I, th- I think that I don't think he's made any saves that Tay is incapable of saving. Uh, I think his distribution is fine. I don't think it's any better than Tay's. I don't think it's any worse than Tay's. Um, Tay, Tay and Tay could certainly do a bit better in his distribution at times. Um, I think I just look back and I think there's a couple of things, in, a couple of goals here and there that I think... Tay might have might have done a better job at saving um, like that like a, a Chris Martin's goal last night don't know what the fuck I don't know what the fuck uh, McGillivray was doing like and don't get me wrong the goal as a whole you can't blame just him defending all across the border was fucking abysmal for it right to be fair I said earlier Van Gooten didn't do much wrong he got that fucking wrong he, there's no way that ball should be being delivered at all that, that should be cut out at the first point and then it's just a mess at the near post and and uh, Chris Martin um, tuck, tucks it away but I, I just don't know what the fuck McGillivray was doing it's really poor really really poor so I thought oh, sorry um, Nate before, before you go on I thought the first goal I don't know what it was and this is only purely from watching it back he seemed to be way too close to to his near post 
and then he kind of and he kind of like he kind of has to like really skirtle across before the before the shot even comes in it was a really weird one I'm not gonna uh, I'm not a goalkeeping expert so um, by any stretch but it definitely looked like that first goal he wasn't quite in a position where he should have been I'm I've I've actually done the uh, I've done the FA's uh, goalkeeping course so uh I'll let you know if his positioning's wrong. Have a look, but I, I, to me, it just felt like he was—he was giving up a hell of a lot of a goal when when the guy was not far off about to shoot, and he kind of like scurls across really quickly. But by that point, the shot's pretty much past him. It, it, I didn't—it didn't look great on the replay at the, uh, at the time. At the time, I wasn't so sure. So, but. so, so, as as uh, Thomas as Thomas shapes up to shoot, um, he's just. McGillivray's just to his, just to the left of like the center of the goal. His positioning is okay. Um, he's he's kind of unsighted a bit by uh, Sweeney. Like Thomas, to to be fair to the lad, he bends it really beautifully around Sweeney into that bottom corner. You know, when he first kicks it, he's going wide. It's got a real nice, real nice swing into that bottom. Bottom corner. Uh, I don't think there's much wrong with his positioning on that one. I really don't. It's all right. Um, he could have done. He could have done a little bit better. Um, I, I've, for some reason, I'm watching the fucking um, watch, just watch Chris Martin go back. I don't know why I did that. Fuck's sake. Just shit. Like I don't, like TVC should have blocked it. I think McGillivray. He's like stood inside the near post. I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. He can't affect the game from the on the goal line. That his position in there is shit. He should be sort of arm's length ish from the goalpost there. Awful. What I don't get about this um, whole Tay situation and- is is why I do not see any reason why he should be dropped in the first place. If it was a case of like no. you know we, he's a thirty six year old goalkeeper and we need to find the keeper of the future, let's go and give give a twenty three year old game time to to yeah. be the future I get it but if anything it's the opposite way around you've got a guy in his early to mid 20s and you're bringing in a, a guy on loan who's in his early 30s it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me a guy a guy on loan from MK Dons who's conceded a shit ton already this season in League 2 and is looking like he's going to concede a shit ton more in League 1 I just think it's with the, the MK um, the MK may- thing he the whole reason he left MK from from who I've spoken to is because they wanted a keeper who was much more comfortable with the ball at his feet. They've lost two keepers as well, so they're down to yeah. third choice goalkeeper last fourth, night. Fourth, which, fourth which, choice goalkeeper, which would actually be fourth if you include the delivery. Yeah. I don't but, mind driving him back. I don't live too far away from MK, so I can come and pick him up. It's not a problem. <laughs> they don't deserve him. <laughs> oh, looking! Look, look, I just looked at uh, I just looked at Evans' goal as well. His positioning is a bit bad on that. He's really, really, he's quite far over to his left on that. It doesn't give himself a chance. It's it's a wonderful finish. But it doesn't give himself a chance to even get near it. Unfortunately, I've got more of a problem with that complete lack of defensive midfield for that goal than I do with the keeper yes. because yeah. you can't let a guy oh, control yeah. no, it like that get, and take the shot there absolutely. completely in that much space. You, that's asking for trouble. Ab- absolutely, but Finney Burns is playing that play, playing in that space on his own against three men. Like I said earlier, like you can't expect there to be a defensive midfielder there when he's got to deal with three people. Mm-hmm. You know, he's tried to get engaged with Thomas and 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 uh, make a block. He's missed the ball, and Evans has got got a very nice opportunity to score score a simple finish and he did 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery today. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Anyway, Pat, do the news. I don't want to talk about fucking Bristol, fucking Rovers anymore. All right, the news. Jordan Rhodes' injury layoff continues for Blackpool as he misses out on Tuesday night's fixture. The Peterborough goalkeeping coach was fined for placing over a thousand bets. Derby County CEO claims Derby are in their best ever financial position with their wage budget down to 45% of their annual turnover. Northampton have signed defender Leon Moore till the end of the season. Peter have signed former Leicester and Cardiff defender Vontae Daly-Campbell. And the big one for me was Darren Moore takes charge at Port Vale on a five-year deal, taking him out till 2029, which, I mean, it's a bold move in these this day and age of managers not hanging around at clubs for very long as the general rule of thumb. So, yeah, could be costly for them, could be very beneficial. We saw what he did last year with Wednesday. I was going to say, good Darren so, Moore. I, I think he did a really good job last year. Um, that was good when he left in the summer. Agreed. Yeah, and he, he just... It was just you know a round peg in a square hole, wasn't it? It, it wasn't fit, didn't fit in with what they wanted to do. Um, why would you let him go? I, I, I really felt for him because the uh, the owner is a narcissistic arsehole. Yeah, uh-huh. you can tell that by the thirty foot high letters he wrote his name on the top of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. Um, I mean, he's been given a five-year deal, so he'll manage there for nine months. <laughs> It'll either be really 10. successful or really expensive for them in the long run. We'll find out. <laughs> it 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 just smack. It just smacks of. I don't know what it smacks of. What the fuck are they doing? Five-year contract for a manager is bonkers. Because, like you said, if if things don't go right for whatever reason and they want to get rid of him, it's going to cost them fucking tons to get rid of him. You would think give maybe, it 18 maybe months and then extend it if he's successful in the first year. Right. But. Yeah. Um, Ali, uh, whatever his name is, our former former goalkeeping coach, um, who, uh, you know, said Mark Sampton was a massive racist twat. Um, unsurprising he's finding himself in hot water. I wasn't going to drop any names about that, but if you want to, go ahead. No, nah, fuck it. He's a he's a bell end. He's a lovely guy, actually. He is a lovely guy. <laughs> um, and <laughs> when you Dean did all his homework on it and read the reports and 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 all that on there, and there was something like a thousand eleven hundred bets placed or something, and they were all a quid for the team that he coaches to win. And I think his net winnings were something like thirty quid, or or minus thirty quid, or something like that, over eleven hundred bets. So that's why I t- would imagine there was some leniency in there. It was. What was the time frame on that? How long are they looking? Since twenty seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Right. right. Uh, so he was betting on Steve Ridge to win uh, when he was here. <laughs> I mean, no wonder, no wonder they're, they're punishing him. I, know, I'm not, I like Ali. I'm not going to knock him too much because he's a good guy. But when a foot, foolish when, show, isn't when it? When are people in the game going to realise you can't do it? No, it's just it's it's. Oh, I'll get away with it. Yeah, it's foolish. Yeah. 
Especially, and if you get if you're gonna do it, at least make it worth getting fucking caught and punished for. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> well, it was hardly Ivan Tony uh, levels of <laughs> right, you know, right, exactly. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know, rules are rules. Fun stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in the business, don't start. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, more pertinently. Yeah. Actually, talking of which, who puts a pound on TBC every game but didn't put one on him on Saturday? Dean. Oh, no. No. Me. Oh, you? Yeah. Oh, I, could, I can never remember which one of you it is. Yeah. Oh, no, Dean, Dean, does he put a pound on Lufa to score every week? Yeah, but he, he doesn't now because Lufa is, is like banging doesn't them in score. for fun. So, uh, <laughs> the pro- so they obviously gone down. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, uh, is that everything about the news we're going to discuss? I don't think I don't think Blackpool are actually missing Jordan Rhodes that much. It looked like they were when they came here, but um, time will tell, won't it? I just I don't. I, he's well past his best. His no. best was a lot better than League One. You, 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 if you've got Jordan Rhodes and he's out injured, you miss him. Mm. Really? I, I don't know. Where, where's I, he on the I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've seen him a couple of times this season. He's, he's been. Where is he on the goal scoring yeah, no, list? He's up fair there. enough. Yeah, no, he's, he's all right. He's scored fifteen goals this there season. There you go. He's sure. only a couple behind um, the top goal scorer. Right. Derby. Oh. We're going to go and win it, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Are we? You're that confident, Steve? Yeah. Why not? Why not? I'd, or, I'd, or, or, I'm not going to say we're going right, to go there and get turned over. I'd, I'd... All right. All right, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> go on. I think we're going to. I, I think we're going to lose by two. No, I, I think we'll go there. We'll we'll get something from the game. Put it like that. Interesting. It is the sort right. of game after after what two or three pretty shit performances that Steve Evans would go and put a team together to go and win it. But we're not we're not gonna but, shit house a one nil win. Yeah, it would be it would be like Steve like Evans Doncaster all over. away last year. Yeah, it would be Steve Evans all over. But I I just can't see with the way we're playing at the moment. I can't see us changing anything too drastically tactically. And I just think Derby are flying right now. They just, I mean, I think they'd be extra yeah, 3 0 I mean, away. I know extra not a great side, but away from home on a Tuesday night, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a good result. Three wins, three wins, one loss, and one draw in their last five. Didn't they lose Saturday? Um, no. One all with Shrewsbury. They equalised in like the 90 right. something minute, I think. Right. Um, they've beaten Charlton on the road, Cheltenham at home, and they lost. Their last loss was one nil at Reading, which, as we saw when Reading came here, they do have the ability to put up these weird victories. Well, are they weird? I, I think Reading are a lot better side than people give them credit for. Um, they are. They are. They are weird because they've only been they've only been deducted four points this season and they're only just clear of relegation. Yeah. So yeah, it is weird yeah, on the basis so. of the entire, entire season. It is a weird thing. I was, I mean, I Reading, was, are, I was told. Reading are now, uh, Reading are 
16th at the moment, but they're only four points clear of Vale, who are in 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 21st. But so yeah, I think they're, I think they're doing what them. they need to. They, so. Reading are doing what they need to do to get clear of the relegation zone, but they've not been great all season. But by all accounts, the first 15 games, uh, Sellis was trying to get them playing away, um, which the, the players just didn't understand. And it took him 15, yeah. 16 games to work it out. He changed the system from then and they've been flying. And I, I think I think they'll, they'll finish mid-table. Yeah, I think you're right. The performance they put on at our place belied their league position. They definitely were better than that. Yeah. I mean, they've only, they've only lost twice since the beginning of December. Yeah, but 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 in the run before that, two wins and about ten losses. <laughs> and as much as I hate to say it, keep an eye on Lake Orient. Mm. Yeah, I mean they're they're now five behind now us, are they? Five behind us. They've just leapfrogged Blackpool. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're steaming up behind us. Um, they've had a they've had a very again they've had a very impressive run of late. They're still top of the form table, I believe. And like Bristol Rovers um, did a few a couple of seasons ago, it's the side that hits the form going into the playoffs who uh, yeah. put a few noses out of joint. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, balls. Uh, I think we're going to lose on Saturday. Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I, I can't see us winning it. I think if we can get out of that game with anything at all, I'll be delighted. Nice week break before then we play Wickham, and if we lose to Wickham, we might as well just give up on the season because they are shit this year. Um, but no, oh I, yeah, but, but they battered Peter. They bat, absolutely battered Peterborough the other yeah, night. Yeah, Peterborough are weird this year. They they have those games like every so often where they will just go and lose against Utter Dross and Wickham. It's not just that. this year. Pete, that's that's Peterborough. Yeah, that's the Peterborough way. I know they're they're five, very much three it. five one one yeah. six. If they if they can't if they can't score they will or struggle to score more than two or three they will go and concede enough but yeah. I just I just think Derby playing well at the moment I think the last three games we've we've played pretty much every few days I don't think that's going to help us I don't know what the situation is with Lufa I think we need him back as soon as we can hopefully we'll shit out a one nil win but I still think, I think we'll lose two one two nil something like that Patrick. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we're hoping for a bounce back, like an angry bounce back from the perceived slight of that last minute penalty. And we got that for like 20 minutes and then dropped out of it and couldn't see it home on Tuesday night. Mm. So you can't put stock on that another angry bounce back because it just it didn't sustain. But it does feel like we have Derby's number a little bit. We beat them 3-1 at home. We played well against them a couple of times before that. Very. We met him in the cup, and we met him. I mean, preseason doesn't really count, but still, like maybe we're a good foil for what they're trying to do. So maybe we'll be all right. That's my glass off full hopeful side thinking about the game. <laughs> Bless you. Got to have one, <laughs> especially if you've got following Wednesday with half an eye as well. They don't have a glass half full side. They barely got a glass. We'll we'll be play, we'll be playing them next season. Yeah, I'm hopeful that that's in the championship. I'm I'm not saying one way or the other. I don't. It'll be League One. Um. Uh, 
yeah, I don't know. Anything else to talk about, boys? I've sort of, I've had, I've had enough. I'm talking, talk, talk myself into a fit, pit of despair. Is Kane Smith ever going to play for us again? No. What, what has happened there? He was, a, he was, a, he was at the dust Ali Pali in January, and he held up a sign saying Evans out. I don't think he's going to be back in the squad. Is that a genuine truth or is that a fallacy? That is a genuine truth. That happens. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's not a way to ingratiate yourself in your boss. <laughs> I don't know that Evan knows that Evans necessarily knows that he had a sign up that said he does now, Evans out. I can say you just dogged now, yeah. him in. Brilliant. <laughs> whatever's whatever's gone on there, whatever's happened. I mean, genuinely, I think he's just a victim of sort of depth, right? Um, we need we need players in other positions more than we've needed him. He's a victim of death at the second right back in the team, yeah. Yeah, because we've needed players in other positions, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd still rather um, him be playing right back than Vancouver, and that's not, that's not the position he needs to be playing. Yeah, no, I, I'll give you that, I would, but Steve clearly doesn't. Where does Harvey White fit in? Uh, he was Nando's. at Nando's last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was sat. He was sat only a few, a few, the row in front of me, yeah. a few seats long. Um, I, I was actually, I was actually going to argue this with Presley as well. I I've not know. seen enough from apart from the Wigan game where I thought he had a good game. I haven't seen much from Oliver to say that Presley can do an equally similar job. He's not, he's not, he's, I mean, Oliver's obviously a lot more experienced, so probably has a little bit more nous about him, whereas Prezi's a lot more raw. But I just, he wins the ball in the air a lot more, um, Oliver, than Presley does. <clears throat> yesterday, there's, sure. yesterday there was, uh, you could have put Presley on up there, it would have had the same impact. I don't think, uh, I yeah, but I think that get, uh, I think you could, I think you could have put Erling Haaland on up front and they'd, you'd have had the same steady. impact. I, no, I just don't think I don't think the, I don't think we were doing anything, anything. Once we were behind, um, the changes that were made, I don't think we were gonna we were gonna trouble. Should, should have taken the three hundred grand from Exeter or whatever the stupid amount of money that was that people on Twitter seemed to think that the offers were coming in for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I sort of I, I I would agree because like although you're, we apparently paid a fee for him in the summer, I don't think we'd have paid any more than about fifty k for him. For for him, so anything anything above two hundred k, we should have bitten their hands off. Elliot List as well, not going to look in. Injured. Oh, he's injured. But he he came on off the bench, didn't he? And then got some, oh, that's right, and then was subbed off. Um, yeah, and so. I, I believe he's um, he's got some kind of hamstring injury. Unfortunately, going back to going going back to Harvey White. difficult isn't it because I really want to see more of him but have we are we in a position where we can do that experiment if it doesn't go well I'm not so sure he's not because it is he's still an experiment isn't it he's not drilled like you look at the players that Evans has got in that midfield right now you've got players like Freeman who who are drilled in that position you know what you're going to get out of him Forster Kasky even more experienced and definitely more drilled in those positions. So unless you go and play him in a, I don't know, the top of the diamond in, in almost like a 10 role and just say, you know what, Harvey, just go get the ball and do what you can with it. Don't worry about yeah. defending. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how you're going to get a benefit out of it for him because he's not that, 
he's not that sort of player who can play in that diamond, certainly on the flanks of yeah. it, and, and do what we would need him to do. I think and if you're doing that, to... then you have to be dropping Roberts, basically, don't you? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Which, to be honest with you, I'm not against because I, st- I just don't think in this system we're getting the best out of Jordan Roberts. I said this weeks ago. I think since we've changed the diamond, it's almost stopped. Do- Roberts has stopped yeah. doing what makes him good. He had that 20, 20 minute patch yesterday where I think he probably was the closest I've seen of him. But yeah. he is one of those players who needs to be in that bit more of a free role. And he could do that when we played the three at the back or five at the back, whatever you want to call it. I don't think yeah. he can do it in this system. Not to the same impact anyway. I think he should be able to do it, but he's not. And I, I don't know whether that's just we're playing in League One and the calibre of defender he's up against is significantly greater than it was in League Two. Because <clears throat> it is. Unless yeah. you're playing Carlisle, it's just better. Um Yeah, it's 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 really tough. Uh I, I think I think you're probably right. I think that I think the easiest place for Harvey White to get in the team at the moment probably would be in a more advanced role, but he's not going to get in over Roberts and Ben Thompson, is he? Ben Thompson's a weird one. He's another one I don't see where his best position is. Maybe because he just hasn't played there. <laughs> but he's come off usually yeah. just come off the bench for five, ten minutes and don't see a lot more. I like him. I, I think he's got a lot about he's him. He's usually a creative force. He wasn't Tuesday night, but he's usually a creative force and does does grind out a couple of opportunities for either him or a teammate in in at the death. But it almost feels like it's always a little bit too a little bit too late for, for him to make a massive, significant impact, which is a shame. Um, Do you think that has a detrimental effect on us, though? Players like Ben Thompson, who we're only seeing snippets of. Um, Alex McDonald, we're only seeing snippets of Harvey White. We're only seeing. Snippets. I don't mind. I, I don't mind only seeing snippets of uh, Alex McDonald. No, but he does. A, he does a job when he comes on for the last five ten minutes. Yeah, he's a game manager, isn't he? But but some Is of it? these other players, some of these other players, you know, are they just starting to get a little bit restless now? Uh, they want to be playing football and yes. they're not getting much. It- yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, have you seen Harvey White's face? <laughs> he's clearly not happy, is he? No. Every time I've seen him, he looks miserable as sin. He's a young lad. He should be playing football. Well, fucking no, absolutely. I'm not criticising him for looking pissed off at all. Mm. He'd be better off going and like playing for a team like a Derby or a Wigan or someone who who likes to play in that particular way where you could probably he's get not more. Get in that, he's I'm not, not saying gonna he's going to get in I'm not, team. I'm not going to say he's going to get in the team straight away, but like that is the sort of team that he probably needs to go and play in. Well, he was at Derby last year, well. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think they actually, I think he did all right there in fairness. But nevertheless, mm. like, yeah, you're right. He's not going to get into into those teams necessarily, but he could break his way into those teams. I think with us, if we just play in such a structured way. I don't think it plays to his benefits. So unless you go and create a, a different yeah. role for him, I don't see how he's going to get much game time other than ten minutes off the bench. He wasn't even on the bench yesterday. I think, I, 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 I think we would be, I think we would be silly to not not send him out on loan to a team in the higher end of League Two. Because I think had we had him last season we'd have been we'd have been unstoppable at times. I think we'd have been we we'd have given uh, Orient a much closer run. Um 
I'll be honest, he's got to go to a team that's similar to us that will go and drill him and give him the game time to drill him in those positions. Because if you go and... Tell you where, I tell you, he's never going he's, he's to go there, but he'd, he'd do really well with Pete Wilde in uh, uh, Barrow right now. He did really well under Pete Wilde at Barrow. Mm-hmm. He's like Dean Campbell from last year, though, isn't he? Clearly has talent. Yes. It's just it doesn't really fit in in the way that we play. Yeah. And and Dean Campbell's gone to Barrow, gone to Barrow doing yeah. really yeah, well exactly. under Pete Wilde. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell whether that's proving your point or worsening your point. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll claim it. Yeah, it's it's definitely making my point more valid, I'm sure. Um yeah, that'll do. An hour and fifteen minutes. If they if they are putting adverts on us this week, you know it's going to be another ten fifteen anyway. So it's an hour, ninety minute pod now. Jesus. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the support you've given us over the years um, and the engagement, and you know, uh, getting us to the point where we can do shit like join Talk Sport and that. That's pretty fucking cool. Um, Thanks to Steve for joining Rick. us. Pleasure, as (laughs) And thank you, Greg and Pat, as ever. You're welcome. Thanks, mate. Up the borough! Woo! Evening, Pat. Nice dressing gown. Thanks, it's chilly in here. There's a little thing on the wall with a dial on it. Just turn it up. (laughs) You can take the man out of Yorkshire, but you can't take the Yorkshire out of the man. (laughs) Pay for heat? (laughs) Fuck off. I was going to say, fuck it. That's what the sun's for. (laughs) It's got to be mild mild down here for you, isn't it? (laughs) Compared to the north. I'm getting mesh now. I'm getting acclimatised. I've been down too long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Greg, I didn't see you there. I'm covering you up. There you go. Ah, it's all right, Steve. Don't worry about it, mate. I thought you'd say, say hello to Nate and Pat. Don't worry about me. It's all good, mate. It's all Actually, good. Hang about. Let me just cover you up again. <laughs> That's all right. That's what right. they all say. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. You three, uh, mute yourselves. I'm just going to do the intro. Steve's just working out how to mute himself. There he goes. <laughs> what do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.